You guys, I'm so excited for the conversation today. Today we have Julia Arndt. She is a peak performance. I feel like the best word is for it is, is a specialist. She is a stress management trainer, a sought after international speaker and the founder of the peak performance method. And I feel like stress is something that just rules our world, our mind, our health, our bodies, just so much. So Julia, welcome. I'm so excited for you to be here and to hear more about your story and maybe some tactics that we can apply to our lives to maybe live in less stress. So welcome. Yes. Thank you so much, Christy. I'm super excited to be here today. So tell me, like, how did you fall into, like, how are you doing what you're doing? It's such a specific <laughs> thing. And it's probably in America, one of the most important things, because I feel like we are wired to go from like a young age. Yeah. Um, so how did you end up doing what you're doing? Yes. Good question. Well, let me answer the very first question that probably people always have on their minds when they start hearing me speak because I have an accent. <laughs> um, so I'm originally from Germany. That's where I grew up for the first 19 years of my life. And I lived in five different countries over the last 13 years, I think now. And I worked for Google for eight years um, for the last well, for the last eight years, but I've been doing this business. What is Google? Half years. I'm just <laughs> <know>. kidding. What <laughs> is just Google? kidding. It's like search engine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I worked for Google for eight years. I always considered myself a peak performer, you know, kind of similar to what you how you just described America. I think there's obviously a profile of people in, in every country in the world that you know, is kind of striving at a very young age for success, is very ambitious, has a lot of great grades, goes to renowned schools, has great internships, um, and it's just, just has this drive um, and the, you know, the drive to succeed and the drive to get recognized for that success as well, I think. And um, yeah, and so in 2018, so about three years now, ago I had a burnout I burned out um, during my work at Google and it was a very surprising experience to me honestly because I always considered myself as a very active and healthy person I went to the gym five six times a week ate super healthy um, and yeah and people would come to me and ask me for lifestyle tips and you know I was always kind of the go-to person and I was in my free time, very interested in all different kinds of sports. I have a gym instructor certification. I have a 400 hour yoga teacher training certification. Um, and so the burnout diagnosis came as a surprise to me and kind of an eye opening experience to learn more about how to take care of my mental health and obviously how I got there in the first place. Because one of the biggest realizations I had during that time, and I went actually on a three months medical leave during that time, was that, you know, I there were a lot of resources available at my company when I burned out, like, you know, obviously medical leave and EAP programs, employee assistance programs, for those of you that don't know what it is. So therapy sessions, internal resources to educate on mental health. And I thought to myself, hmm, this is really interesting because it's great that I'm learning all these things now, but why have I never heard about these things before? And how did nobody ever tell me how to not burn out in the first place? So I became super, super passionate about the topic. Um, obviously learned a lot about myself in the process of being at home for three months and also 
you know, building my own business for the last two and a half years. And when I got back to Google, I had to make a big life decision because I was also commuting a lot between Silicon Valley and my home here in Lake Tahoe. And so I made the decision to leave the company and to help people, help peak performers avoid and prevent burnout before it's becoming a problem. So that's kind one of, of your quick. issues <laughs> became your passion in a nutshell, yes. like yes. your issue and, and something that you experienced and you were now on the other side became a passion. I, I love that. That's very similar to my journey and, and my story in different areas, but I'm sitting here today and I'm, I have no problem. We've talked a little bit before this and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is so relevant to my life. That's great that a lot of big companies like that have resources. But the thing about it is, is no one talks about, uh, not no one, but a lot of people don't talk about it. It's not our culture to talk about mental or emotional like yeah. well-being. Um, more so if uh, if you're an entrepreneur like I am, or you know, even if, if you're not an entrepreneur, if you're just, if you work in as a teacher, if you work as like, whatever it is, like there's profession, yes, any (laughs) profession, like there's not like this, normally there's not great programs. There's no medical leave. Like I can't as an entrepreneur just be like, I think I can't, but listen, I am, I'm talking to you after I really just took three months off. Mm -hmm. I have only been quote unquote back to work for two weeks. Um, because I kind of reached burnout beginning of this year. Okay. And I think burnout can be um, felt different for many different people. But for mm-hmm. me, I was losing joy in mm-hmm. what I was doing. Um, I almost was getting a little bit depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm very, I'm very, I'm someone that thrives on like a direction and a plan. And I feel like I couldn't even see a plan anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was overwhelmed. Um, and I knew that something had to give. So I started for myself, this is what I did. Uh, of course, through therapy and help and mentor and financial advisors, I started making lists, breaking down like companies and personal and like, you know, all these different things and pros and cons and what was what was basically depleting me and what was like reviving me. But I wasn't doing enough of something that, you know, uh, that was was helping myself to get revived. So I really just decided to, to, to kind of take three months off and give myself grace, which is something that I've never Amazing. done. Yeah. Um, I, I just kind of gave myself grace and, and was like, it's okay to like, not, I think I'm wired to, from a young age, for many reasons, through a lot of therapy, like wired to go. Mm-hmm. I'm the middle child, the only girl. And so I think that I've always been like wanting to achieve, wanting to improve, wanting to, and I really had to start asking myself, like, who is that for? What is the end game on that? And I really had to flip that narrative and, mm-hmm. and do a lot of growing in that department. Um, because it being a business owner should not require the constant grind. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like you should be you, more you, flexible, right? Because you have absolutely to- <laughs> that's the whole <laughs> reason you do decided. it. Yeah, exactly. You take all this risk and the reward is you have this flexibility, but you have to put systems and people in place. And, and also it's just, it's a lot of growth. And I think any entrepreneur, um, I don't want to say any, but a lot of entrepreneurs experience this. You figure out your own strengths and your own weaknesses and what is good for you, what is not. So I have made tremendous, like, I mean, I haven't even shared all the like stuff in a public way because I was this really public figure like yourself and was the go-to and the questions and the whatever. And I kind of just reached a point where I didn't want to be 
I, I was doing all the same thing, but I really just wanted to listen myself for a season. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. And so what do you think brought you into burnout? Um, too much on my plate. Um, and, and some of it is like, I think sometimes that can happen and you're going through a season of a change. Mm -hmm. Um, and sometimes you just have to get through that. But if it's not just a season, something's got to give, if it's something that's like repeating pattern or, or whatever. And for me, um, I, I feel like I was, you know, it's not that I owned too much, too many companies or too much responsibility, too much responsibility was on me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I didn't feel, uh, mentally secure. Like I basically feel like I had wired myself up to go. because I felt like if I didn't go, something wouldn't work out. Mm -hmm. Cause at the end of the day, probably one of my biggest fears, me being really vulnerable is failure. Like I don't want to fail. I don't want to let anyone down. It's not even on myself. It's my children. So I'm a single mom. I don't know if you know much about my story, but I'm a single mom. So, um, so, so I think that I experienced, uh, that honestly putting too much pressure and too much work on myself and, um, I'm built to grow I'm built to change. And I honestly thrive when that's happening. I'm excited about something. So something I'm not excited about, it's like, okay, reevaluate, figure out what can maybe shift or what. So I've made huge shifts and like my energy and my, my mental and my emotional and like where I was three months ago and now yeah. is completely different, but I'm also being very careful not to shift back to those old patterns. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know if I'll ever go back to those old patterns. Um, I don't know if those were part of the burnout and mm -hmm. I'm just more, have become a little bit more of a private person and I only want to share bits and pieces and, um, mm -hmm. being a public figure, I always say is a responsibility. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a responsibility because people look at you for inspiration yeah. and for yeah, guidance. Yeah, for sure. You're a role model. Yeah. But um, they also, what the other flip side of it you don't get or you don't see is people have expectations and, mm -hmm. and people expect there to be like a movie, right? Like you sit down and you read, you watch a movie or you read a book or you, and there's a beginning and there's an end. And the thing about it is, is people are people like it's fluid. It's not, it's like a Netflix series and that Netflix series is not going to end. And, you know, it, I want to be someone that's constantly growing and changing, evolving and, and being better. Um, and some of those things, like I don't have figured out and I don't figure it out. And, and it has gave me so much grace. Like my version of my journey is my journey. It's not yours. And I don't want you to look at me and think this is how you should be. Like mm -hmm. you should be married and have kids and by this age do this. And, you know, all these things that society ultimately, I think, leads us to this burnout, leads us mm -hmm. to this stress. And I think that a lot of times the society does it, culture does it, our families do it, 100%. the people that we love most do it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, for me, to be completely honest, I'm very aware that the biggest person that does it to me is myself. <laughs> That's all very good awareness, you know, and that's where it all starts. It's super, super important to uh, have that recognition and be like, okay, like this is something that I only can control. And I think once you take that control back, it's a really big shift already, you know, because I think when we are burning out and I, you know, I really, I relate to that a lot. When I was in my burnout in 2018, everyone was responsible for how I was feeling except myself, oh, right? Yeah. Like, like my work didn't fulfill me anymore the way I wanted it to fulfill me. My colleagues weren't 
the way I wanted them to be. My manager wasn't the way I wanted him to be. And my partner was not as supportive as I wanted him to be. And, you know, like everything was just outside of me, everything else. And it, it's so easy to point the finger. And, you know, through a lot of personal development, I realized, okay, like that's all just a reflection of how I actually feel. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so if I want my environment to change, I have to change. And um, it's a really powerful shift, um, but a really helpful one in order to take take control of your own life again. Absolutely. So I'm curious uh, with your experience and what you're doing. Um, you know, I think for me, I've I've not only shifted like responsibility and but but the big thing has been like daily routine mm -hmm. and giving myself grace and my morning routine and my nightly routine and and looking at gratitude and I used to wake up and just go like mm -hmm. I used to think I get up get work done the quicker I do the quicker I can be more prepared for the day and feel ahead and then I realized I was sacrificing sleep and sleep would make me not not a peak performer for that day for sure. and you know, um, then I wasn't working out as much cause I didn't have a routine, um, that was working for my life and my personality. Like, I think we're all wired differently, but that exercise piece is, I feel like a huge piece for me. I thrive in a competitive environment. I grew up in sports. Um, and I work out in an environment now that like I'm being told what to do. And I actually love going in and being told exactly what to do. My brain shuts off and it's like a, a time to like reset and just, kind of get beyond yourself. And I think for some people, they didn't grow up in that. They might like yoga. They might like, mm -hmm. but I think a lot of times when we're in these burnouts, the self-care aspect of what we know we need goes. Yes. And, and it maybe is the first thing to go, right? 100%. Like, yes. And you don't even realize it in yeah. the midst of it. You really don't. You're well, like, sure. I'm kind of still working out, but you know, I'm not. And then you like take a vacation and then you're like resting and you're like, oh, wait, this is rest. Like, mm -hmm. like, and it's, you know, but you don't, but if, but if you don't build it into the routine and, and realize and make it a cadence of a routine, that's where that pattern that you used to do can just re be a repeating pattern. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so our start planner, this company that you're hearing a lot, like what you're saying about you've experienced a lot of what I've experienced in my own world is been implemented and changed throughout our start planner system mm -hmm. because it is, it is, there to increase productivity. I am one of the most productive people possible. I mean, I really feel like that. I don't mean that in like a, I, I just feel like I have a really high cadence of productivity, but I don't if I get in burnout mode. So these things and these systems and these like making sure sleep, making sure to evaluate energy, making sure you're taking time for prayer, meditation, spiritual growth. Like your, what is your, like, do you have someone that's holding you accountable emotionally and mentally or whatever, whether that be therapy or something different? Like all these things that people don't talk about is my normal. And I think it's a lot of people's like should, should be a lot of people's normals. We are going to take a quick little break to hear a word from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by startplanner.com, your tool for a more organized life featured in Forbes entrepreneur and inc.com. Start planner was created to meet the demands of today's busy lifestyle, helping you to plan, execute and organize every aspect of your life in one concise system. Align schedules, to-dos, finances, health, wellness, goal setting, and clear action steps to all work together and drive results. Learn more at startplanner.com. How do you, you know, suggest for people, you know, daily routines like to avoid this burnout? 
Like, because yeah. a lot of times people don't even, do you know what I mean? Like, do, do you know what I'm saying? Like when you're in it, you don't realize you're in of it until oh, sure. you're out of it. Exactly. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I just like was a zombie. Yeah, that's exactly why you need the awareness first, right? Yeah, so that's a really good question. And so many things that you're already mentioning, like really resonate with me because as I just described kind of in my intro of, you know, how I was an active and healthy person and all these different things. When I did the status quo in 2018, when I burned out, I actually had the realization that I wasn't that person anymore. I didn't work out as regularly anymore because I cut that time because I didn't feel like I had the time anymore. And then, you know, my sleep went downhill and, you know, I had a lot of anxiety and I drank more coffee and I ate more sugary foods. Like, yes, but as long as, you know, like, I think we are just, you know, living by default instead of living by intention um, and de be deliberate about what we want to do. And so the first thing that I actually changed when I was on my medical leave was to change my morning routine, which was exactly like you just described that I would wake up and, you know, the first thing I would do was to check my phone and check my emails and, you know, obviously check messages from my family and friends overseas. And I would already get up being kind of like in a hassle mode because I, you know, I had already anxiety from the emails that came in that I, that needed my intention. And then I would get quickly get ready and so on and so on. And so, yeah, the first thing that people always, always cut out is their own time. That's always when people start to get busy, they don't have time. It's so interesting. And, you know, it's, it's crazy because I think self-care should be the most simple thing, but it's actually not because Self-care is the easiest thing to cut out of our calendars, but it's not so easy to be kind of firm on it and to stay in that in that space of like, I need to take care of myself. I had a really interesting conversation with a new client last week. She's a mother of two small, small kids, three years and 11 months old, husband, three, you know, part-time work. She just decreased her hours to have a little bit more time, but she was exhausted and I felt so, so bad for her and we were talking about, you know, her routines and what she was doing. And, you know, she talked a lot about what her kids need and what her husband needs. And I said to her, what do you need? You know, like, how can we create more space for you? And she would tell me multiple times in that conversation, I don't have time. I never have enough time during the day to get everything done that I want to get done. She told me about um, you know, her passion that was art. And she said, I haven't done an art class in 13 years. And, you know, she started crying. And I, I was just like, wow, this is so powerful, because it always shows that I maybe even I don't want to say that we as women are wired that well, that way, because I also have a lot of male clients um, that are burning out and that are struggling. But I think definitely from a female perspective, we always feel like we need to take care of everyone else. And I always say you need to start creating space for yourself. This is so, so important. So self-care. And I just recorded a YouTube video on this actually for the, for next week on self-care. And I think when we talk about self-care, people always think bubble baths, scented candles, maybe a wellness weekend getaway, you know, but nobody thinks about time management, setting boundaries, saying no, and the discomfort that comes with that, because that's also self-care, because you're taking care of yourself when you're starting to set boundaries. And so those are all pieces to the puzzle of 
sustaining performance over time in my eyes. Um, and so the morning routine, as I mentioned before, is the first thing to really create space for yourself and to create spaces to recharge on a regular basis. Like, you know, people always tell me, oh, did you have to leave Google in order to uh, be to better manage your stress and be healthier. And I said, well, you start a business and you tell me if that's easier um, because it's not, uh, right? There's nope. way more pressure, um, way more responsibility. I love how you said earlier, like, it's, you know, you, you take that risk with the hope, of course, to have more flexibility, but in the first two or three years, at least in a new business, that's not really how it looks. And but it's so, even not a new business. I mean, I yeah. have been an entrepreneur oh, yeah. for well over a decade. Okay. And I can tell you seasoned businesses <laughs> that have been around for seven years, you you take like it's companies are constantly changing and evolving, especially yeah. you take COVID environments mm -hmm. and put that into the mix. And then you change market conditions and put that in the mix and shipping prices mm -hmm. rising from a product to um to warehouse perspective rising 150% like there's all like all these variables that are constantly changing and i i always say it takes this very specific person to be able to like yeah. manage all yeah, that and i think that i do think that the bulk of it is the first couple of years mm -hmm. um but you know i've also started companies that it wasn't, it was like, it took me six months and it was streamlined. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it depends on the person, what it is and the nature of the actual business. Uh, Cause to be honest, I think the best businesses are constantly looking to be changing and evolving. And that requires that constant, like dialing in, mm -hmm. um, you know, until you can kind of get it on autopilot and yeah. some of some companies, some structures are, are, never meant to be on autopilot. And that's where you really have to start, in my opinion, asking yourself what's good for me and what's not. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. You know, cause I am not an operator. I am a visionary. I am a builder. I am a energy, high energy person, but I don't want to be like in the, like I, I'm better if I can learn to let go of people to like take what I say and like run with it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, and, and then constantly looking and reevaluating and changing and listening and asking and those kind of things. Um, but entrepreneurship, it's a whole nother ball yeah. game, a whole nother game. And I think that this, you know, I don't want you to be list someone to be listening to this and be like, well, I'm not an entrepreneur. Like this, I feel like what matter. we're talking about, yeah. it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't. And even, you know, the people that are able to like clock in or out, cause as an entrepreneur, like you're saying, I left for freedom. Like I, I can tell you there's been many points in my career that I would give anything to be able to clock in and mm -hmm. clock out. Mm -hmm. and go home. And the idea is mm -hmm. you clock out, right? And all of that stress, all of that worry, all of that doesn't go with you. Yeah. So as someone that has found success in entrepreneurship, know that I have been in places that's been probably unhealthy places that have desired the other, mm -hmm. yeah, where the sure. other people desire that freedom, right? Yeah. So there's, there's both sides to it. And it's, it's realizing what you need and making those change and what you said, like boundaries, it's, it's boundaries with people, boundaries with time, boundaries with respect. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's so much cause what I've done over this last three months, I feel like in a lot of ways I've started like sticking up Saying for what no, I need, right? Yeah, exactly. I need, you mm -hmm. know, yeah. and, um, people don't understand what I need or don't respect what I need. Then it's kind of like, yeah. 
and you, you know, point. I think that okay, bye. Do it, yeah, exactly. I don't think that people do it on purpose to not respect you. They just tell no. you what they need, right? So yep. the only person and what they think up, and what yeah, they feel. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So the only person that can stand up for you again is you. Like nobody else will be be like, oh, Christy, you know, I think you should do this, <laughs> you know, in order to take care of yourself. Like nobody will do that because we are all, you know, in a way, obviously selfish human beings that want to get their things done. And so if nobody gives us guidance on how to work with the other, with the counterpart, then we just don't know. And we just ask, ask, ask. Like I am the same way. Like we are all the same way. But then we complain about the other people that are not respecting us, you know, but it's about really creating these healthy boundaries. There's a really um, powerful quote that I love that says um, a lack of uh, lack of boundaries creates a lack of respect. And I think uh, uh, when you create your boundaries, people will have respect for you, for you. They will value your time. They're like, wow, I can only talk to Christy, you know, Mondays and Wednesdays between nine and 10 o'clock. I will make sure to free up my schedule to be to be able to talk to her, you know? Yep. Um, so all of these different things are super powerful. And one more thing that I wanted to chime in on that you said earlier about kind of the unhealthy patterns and habits that we create. You know, again, people say, oh, you left Google and you started your own business. But I'm like, it's still me. So when I started my own business, my calendar, because I was used to having a full calendar every single day, was still that way because I was wired that way to to always be, you know, to kind of reflect almost my productivity based on how my calendar looked. And so at the beginning, I would have a million different, co- I don't even know anymore who I was talking to because I wasn't working at a company anymore, but my calendar was always filled with appointments and meetings and it was exhausting. And at some point, right, I've been going through this process myself, obviously, to learn all of the different tools and my realization was like, oh, why do I still have a full calendar every single day? That's actually why I left Google and what I didn't want to have anymore. So I created a Calendly. Mondays and Wednesdays are now available for people to meet with me. And the other three days are flexible times for me to work on projects, but also to obviously, you know, build in lifestyle things that, that I wanted to have in my calendar in order to have more free time or to be more flexible if the weather is nice or if I wanted to do something with my friends or whatever. And so all of these different things take time, take awareness, take a lot of work and persistence and consistency in order to really make it work. And so when we, I think we all have learned to peak perform, many of us, maybe, you know, a lot of the listeners that are listening right now can really relate to the things that we're talking about. Um, we have learned to peak perform, but we have almost not learned to relax, right? Like I hear that a lot mm-hmm. from just how you're talking about your own life, Christy. We have, like, we love to, we love the drive. We love, we are proud of what, who we are and what we have built over the years. But, you know, I think maybe it comes with age and with maturity that we are a little bit more like, oh, wow, I just can't push myself this way you know non-stop we are not designed that way like you know we we think we are and we would love to be always productive and always on 24 7 but our super super sensitive actually nervous systems are not capable to keep up with that and when we learn to find that balance between taking care of ourselves which is honestly very nice it feels really good in the long run sometimes obviously discomfort is there at the beginning when you're trying to build these new habits but in the long run it's it's feeling so great 
to be able to work really hard and to be very successful and at the same time have a really powerful beautiful lifestyle so I completely agree and I will say there is people think oh well there's no cost you know that if you eliminate the self-care I will fully sit here and say there is a tremendous (laughs) amount of cost and some things that I feel like I don't know will I ever get back Mm -hmm. it will impact your health it'll impact your your mental health your stress um I mean I I had hair falling out I Mm had my you know hormones all out of whack I mean Mm -hmm. you start and, and, and a lot of times we don't, we don't really realize there's a need to a change until something's really off. Right. Like, exactly. and I just hope someone that's listening to this and you're experiencing stress that you do make some sort of change, um, mm-hmm. to get you back to that joy. Cause I think that's what we're all looking for. Right. It's what you just said. It's that balance and that joy. And that's all different for, for all of us in different seasons. And just on a final note is not only did I change like my routine over this last year, I, I've changed everything about like my environment where I work, what days I work. So very similar with you. I have a Calendly. I'm sure when you signed up with this, you saw I, I yep. take one month, one day a month I am interviewing for podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I'm, I'm very limited with my time, and my schedule. And if it doesn't work for someone, is there an outlier? Is there ways? Sure. Mm-hmm. But I think, again, you're just setting a boundary and a cadence. I would say 95% of the time, someone like picks a day that works on my schedule. Yeah. Um, and again, it's just a boundary. and um, at the same time, I also moved myself out of, in, in realization, like I moved myself out of a suburban area mm-hmm. where I feel like I was wired to go. Mm-hmm. And I moved to a lake house where mm-hmm. everything's more calm and like the environments just right. feel like more me. Um, so, and, and I've moved in a direction of simplicity too. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think a lot of times like chaos, um, when, you, when you grow up with chaos, a lot of times you look for chaos. Or you even create chaos. You create, yeah. Well, you create because, the environment that you're used to. Yeah. Yep. Because you're used to it and it's home. But we are not designed to live in fight or flight. We're not designed to live in chaos. And um, ultimately, I don't, you know, I don't want to be that something that that's passed down. And I want my kids to, I am their role model to make yeah. sure that they see that there can be that balance exactly. and that there can be that happiness and there can be that joy. And so I made some really hard decisions that were very upsetting to them. It caused change for them. It caused them to move out of their school. It caused, you know, and then in hindsight, you know, uh, not too long ago, we're all on the boat. And I'm like, you remember last year when you guys were all, and they're like, yeah, like, oh my gosh. Like, you know, so I think a lot of times, um, ultimately what stops us is this change. Like, I think a lot of times we, we create the yeah, chaos because that's home. Yeah. We, we don't, we don't do the, we don't do the change or we don't change our environment because again, that's, that's unfamiliar. Um, the, the really hard work is realizing that you do need some change and what do you need, um, to do maybe taking step backs or putting boundaries in place or just being okay with not doing this or doing that, even though there's expectations, um, and that's something that I've been doing. So when I got on, do you see why I was so excited to talk about this yeah. conversation today? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And which lake are you living at now, or where? where I, you I'm at Lake Lanier, so I'm in I'm in Georgia. Oh, nice. Okay, perfect. Yep. Yeah, I can totally relate to the lake life. <laughs> yep, not I just you, feel more free around oh, water. Yeah. Not that you need to, you know, live by the lake to manage your stress levels. Again, you know, there, there's no restrictions. But um, yeah, I I also chose the lake life, and there's, you know, I don't know if you know that, but um, 
you know, we have different brain frequencies, obviously, right? We're um, operating between beta when we are awake and an alpha, theta, delta, deep sleep. And when we are close to a body of water, our brains actually match the frequency of the lake, which is usually alpha and theta brainwaves. And that's why we feel calmer around water. <laughs> that's why we love I the ocean. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's why I always have felt calmer water. around water. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. It's because our brain matches the frequency. And that's why it's also like the brain matches the frequency when you go to the forest or when you are out in nature. That's why, that's why it's so, so important to do these things. Because when we are peak performers, we are oftentimes operating in high beta which is a very, very unhealthy brain frequency if you are staying stuck in that for a very long period of time. Yep, been there, gone there, done that. Yeah. Well, Julia, <laughs> tell everyone where they can find out more about you, social media, your website. Yeah. Um, anyone that's just, you know, it, like very intrigued by this conversation today, whether they're entrepreneurs or they're not, and they just yeah. know that they need some change in their routines and, yeah, and you could sure. be of guidance and of help to them. Yes, I think... So obviously my website is kind of a one-stop shop for all the different links and it's peakperformancemethod.com. Um, so then from there you can find, you know, all of the links to social media and so on. I, uh, I'm very, very big on YouTube. Um, I love to do educational videos. So once a week I post a new video on a peak performance tool um, to help people sustain their performance over time. And that's under my name, Julia Arndt. And if you have trouble to spell that, <laughs> it's A-R-N-D-T. But I'm sure you will link all of the notes, uh, all of the links to, in the show notes as well. Absolutely. Everything will be in the show notes. Well, awesome. thank you so much for being thank here you. and um, for having this conversation. I mean, this was this was just such a such a, I don't know, like a pleasure to talk to you and just hearing Thank your you. vulnerability and the authenticity. And I just feel like this is so needed. Um, especially with everything that's just happened. I feel yeah. like if anything, we've, we've had more and more and more stress and sure. divisions and everything layered into our own personal worlds, like not even layer in the work worlds. Um, and, uh, I just think it's so needed. So you yeah. guys go give her a check out and, we will be back next week with another conversation. Thank Thanks you again, so Julia. Thanks, you can find any links discussed in this podcast in the description below. If you like this episode, please leave us a review and hit the subscribe button. It helps us so much. You can listen on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. We are here weekly with brand new episodes. See you guys soon.